Come share the light. A story. Many, many years ago in Sweden, a country doctor came to a farmhouse one night to deliver a child. As the mother labored on the kitchen table, her husband assisted by holding a lamp to illuminate the makeshift delivery room. After a courageous labor, the mother produced a healthy baby boy. That wasn't all. Surprising everyone, the doctor announced that there was a second child due to arrive, and indeed the mother delivered a lovely daughter. The husband was stunned by this development, and he stepped back when the doc said, Hold on, I think there's a third. It's triplets. At this, the father backed away further. Hold it, called the doctor. Come back here with that light. Oh, no, said the father. It's the light that attracts them. <laughs> the kind of light we're talking about is a light which attracts. It may not attract newborn babies, but it is for all God's children who will come. Last week, we used a similar story from Matthew, which parallels our Lucan text for today. It's about not hiding light. Hear how Luke shares Jesus' words. No one, after lighting a lamp, hides it under a box or sticks it under a table, but puts it on a stand near the door so that all who enter may see the light. For us, of course, it's a no-brainer. The light is the light of Christ. Such, such a light is what radiates out from the center of our life together. It's about that which illuminates our pathway in life, the light of Jesus Christ. As we reopen our doors today for worship here in the sanctuary, we want to draw people to a closer relationship with God and a deeper faith. We cannot make others see. Our responsibility is to share the light, to share faith, and to invite people to come. Some people want a, a mega God, sort of like a, a big box store with lots of things to get. They want a God who will give them everything they want, never mind what they need. We, on the other hand, know ourselves as blessed. We, we know that we're blessed already. So no matter what our circumstance, we share a God who asks us to serve and to give, for that is when we truly live. The Jewish rabbi Abraham Heschel observed, there is hardly a soul that can radiate more light than it receives. We need to stop worrying about what we don't have and share what we do have. That's true in terms of our material stuff. It's true in terms of our love. It's true in terms of our intellect, and it's true in terms of our skills. Few of us can give away more of any of those things than we have ever received. But one thing is sure. The more we share all those things, the more we are sharing the light of faith, which provides others a way of seeing. Sharing begets sharing. And hoarding begets hoarding. And we are called to share the light to its broadest reach. 
You all, each and every one of you, have been given a measure of light. But there are times when, if we are really honest, each of us hides or covers it up or withholds it. I know I have. There have been times when I could have and should have offered a word of encouragement, but I didn't. There have been times when someone needed a a listening ear and to see a light of caring in my eyes, and I pretended I was too busy. There have been times when a situation called for energy, enthusiasm, and real effort, and I held back due to being too tired or from a lack of interest. There have been times when the conversation turned negative or criticizing or talking badly about another person, and I could have said something positive, but I didn't. There have been times when I have covered or withheld the goodness and light of my faith. I believe Jesus was talking to you and to me when he said, Don't hide your light. Don't hide the light you've been given, but let it shine. And I believe, I believe that's equally true for our church as well. As a church family, we need to do all we can to keep the light out in front, giving light and sight to all who will enter our household of faith. And such sharing is not just the staff's job. It is everyone. Listen to how all this radiates from our text from Colossians, which Michael read for us. For this reason, since the day we've heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, as you bear fruit in every good work, and as you grow in the knowledge of God. The issue here is one of responsibility. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, as a German Lutheran pastor, took his responsibility as part of the underground resistance to Hitler. He was caught in his efforts and put in a concentration camp where he lived for some time. He was executed just days before his camp was liberated at the end of World War II. Fortunately, we still have some of his letters and papers he wrote from his captivity. The ultimate question, Bonhoeffer wrote, the ultimate question the person of responsibility asks is not, how can I extricate myself heroically from the affair, but how is the coming generation going to live? That is a God perspective question. Because if it is true that God cares about us and our lives, then it is equally true God will care about the next generation and how they live. Bonhoeffer, who knew the difficulty and cost of discipleship as his faith led him to act, also penned this line. The sin of respectable people is running from responsibility. Don't hide your light for whatever reason, said Jesus, but let it shine. Our Colossians text 
says we are to pray for one another and support each other, that we may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And that is being filled with God's light. And as such, we are not only to know God's will, but we are to live in accordance with God's will, bearing fruit for God, while at the same time growing in the knowledge of God. And then the text continues this way. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Doing God's will, trusting in God's strength, enduring everything with patience and joy and gratitude. You know, we measure so much of what we do by whether or not we like it. And it's why we don't put ourselves on the line as much as we could or should. We don't always let our light shine. Too often we start with ourselves and our needs instead of truly asking what God wants of us. Peace Pilgrim shares her light in this insight. Nothing threatens those who do God's will. And God's will is love and faith. Those who feel hate and fear are out of harmony with God's will and are likely to have difficulties. If we are struggling to do God's will, then no matter how difficult or unpleasant a situation is, there can be an underlying sense of joy. Our text encourages us to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God. Whenever you do something worthwhile, which is usually within the realm of God's will, you feel real joy. Joy runs deeper than happiness. Joy is a light that fills you with the three great things of which Paul spoke, faith, hope, and love. And now listen to how our Colossians text concludes. Endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God. Who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light? He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. What a radiant, powerful phrase there in the 12th verse. God has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, when I say the word inheritance, the light that goes on for most people is material. We think of a family member's estate. But friends, the richest inheritance is an inheritance of light. Oh, many people give lip service to their faith, putting their real time and energy into worrying about a financial inheritance, either one they received or will receive or one they will leave to their children or others. But I'm here to tell you 
This is more important, that God has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. So come, share the light. And how do we do that? We do it by sharing the living light of our faith. And what exactly is that really, you may be asking? Well, let's look again for a clue at the end of our text. We are inheritors of the light, rescued from the power of darkness and transformed into the realm of God's Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus came that the whole world might be redeemed. And forgiveness offers the light of restored relationship. As those who are called to share the light, we are to share the good news of grace and forgiveness. I I once had a conversation with someone in a former congregation who was struggling with forgiveness. And we were talking about Jesus' admonition that we must forgive 70 times, seven times. The person was struggling with some particular hatred toward another person and explained, oh, that part of the gospel doesn't apply to me. (laughs) Well, Alan Patton put it this way, when a deep injury is done us, We never recover until we forgive. As inheritors of all the light, we are to share all the light. God's love and forgiveness are the greatest gifts we receive, and we pass on the light of faith as we share those same gifts. A closing thought on how we can pass it on. I will do more than only belong. I will participate. I will do more than care. I will help. I will do more than believe. I will put my beliefs into practice. I will do more than be fair. I will be kind. Not only will I forgive, I will love. I will do more than earn. I will give. I will do more than teach. I will serve. I will do more than live. I will grow. I will do more than be friendly. I will be a friend. I will do more than look to the light. I will share the light. Friends, today and in the coming days, as individuals and as a church family, let us come. Let us come and truly. Share the light. Amen.